All right, how's it going, everyone? I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders Review. All right, welcome back to another week of, well, the show. And, um, yeah, this is going to be different. You might have seen it from the title. This is our first non-Batman episode ever. Yeah, it was going to happen eventually. It was going to happen eventually. Now, there's plenty more Batman stuff, so it's not like, oh, they're banning Batman. No, 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 no. Never. Well, we got plenty of Batman stuff to talk about. We got a plethora of TV shows. We got animated Justice League movies. We, you know, there's there's a bunch of stuff that we're gonna get to and will get to. Also, Hush it will be coming out soon. Uh, I I know it's on digital. That doesn't count because we get Blu-rays yeah. and actual movies. Um, yeah, we're we're old people. Yeah, well, no, we're smart people. And when the internet crashes and everyone loses all their stuff, we are gonna still have our movies. Um, That's true. Yeah, for sure. So that'll come. When that comes out on on Blu-ray or whatever. But anyway, we're going to watch Spider-Man. First Spider-Man movie. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man from 2002. In my opinion, the best superhero movie of all time. So I'm super excited to watch that, to change gears. As far as non-Batman movies, I mean, no, that's a lie. We have done non-Batman stuff because we've done Marvel movies. Oh, yeah, I mean, we've talked about them, yeah, for sure. No, we did two whole ep- We did a like whole episodes. Uh, on yeah, Marvel we did movies. a whole. Yeah, but we haven't watched a movie that wasn't bad. right. But yeah, right, right. Yeah, we haven't watched one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we've had shows about yeah the Marvel stuff, of course. So yeah, like obviously we love the Marvel movies and uh, you know a whole bunch of stuff. But if there was really, and look, the start of superhero movies would be the Superman movie. The start of the super the superhero movie craze, you'd probably have to go back to Batman. But the real, the kind of start with this generation of superhero movies had to have started, you can either say X-Men or Spider-Man. It was 2000 or 2002. And in my opinion, this movie was way bigger than X-Men was. And X-Men was, and X-Men was huge. But this one was was so far and above everything. This set such a different level of superhero movies, not just... Because it was so good, but like the way it was made, the way visual effects were used. I mean, yeah. it, this was fully encompassing the larger than life aspect of a superhero movie and really making something come to life on screen like we'd never seen before. I mean, this was basically this generation's or this, I, our generation's or whatever, Superman, where you saw him oh, yeah. fly. Like you saw a guy fly and, and it looked, you know, realistic and everything. Like that had never been seen before. Spider-Man yeah. swinging across buildings. Nothing like that had ever been seen before. And this set that whole standard in motion. And we're still in the superhero era now. Yeah, it, it was absolutely due to this. I remember when both movies came out and seeing both in theaters. And X-Men was big. Yeah, ru- yeah, just it rub was... it in. Well, I, I'm just giving you a, like a perspective. And... Like, X-Men was big, but, like, this was one that everybody was like, no, you have to see. And, like, I don't have the box office results, but I know this one blew X-Men out of the water. And for me, this was, like, first superhero movie that, I mean, fully embraced kind of the tone and the actual love of, like, comic books. Whereas other superhero movies, they, they did the source material well. Obviously, Burton, Batman, you know, Superman, whatnot. But this one was, like, unlike X-Men, it wasn't a shame that it was, you know, 
a comic book and it embraced the bright colors and kind of the some of the perfect Sam Raimi cheesiness that fit, you know, with some of the comics. So mm-hmm. it, to me, this, yeah, was definitely more of the, the um, trace back to that, that comic book craze that, yeah, we're still in. Yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, we're still in there. And anyway, just a huge deal and it's awesome. And it's it in is. my top five favorite movies of all time. And I'm really excited to watch it. Yeah, we figured we talked about it enough. We had to at one point. Yeah, we've literally done like 10 minute segments watching other movies talking about this movie. So I feel like it's more than fair for us to watch this movie. And uh, anyway, so we'll 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 go through. I mean, I would assume we're we'll go through the whole the whole saga or the whole trilogy. Um, Obviously, like Hush will come out. So we'll we'll do that in between and and some other stuff. But but we'll, we'll get through all three of these movies for sure. Coming up pretty pretty soon and I, I'm excited to watch watch all of them but especially oh, yeah. especially this first one I'm really excited to watch three so that you can realize how three is not nearly as bad as you as you thought it was and how it I mean, was I, at the time yeah I mean probably it, compared to all the crap that comes out today I will I will probably have some new family respect for it but boy at the time I was so pissed because I was hyped for that movie oh yeah for sure and especially when you compare Spider-Man 1 and 2 to then 3 that's where the disappointment comes in Um, yeah definitely definitely understandable but anyway so we're going to watch that but first there's still a few more news things that we're going to talk about now this stuff is going to be a little bit dated because this episode is going to come out a week after we're recording this but still we got to talk about it so a couple of things the biggest thing is when we're recording this today, this is on the 25th of July, Zombieland trailer that we talked about in the previous episodes where we're like, man, we heard nothing about this movie. It's supposed to come out in October. And here we go. We got the first trailer came for a Zombieland double tap. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for it tentatively. I, I mean, cause we've talked about how much we love the original Zombieland movie. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's in my top three all-time comedy movies. I, I love that movie. Um, but I just, I don't know. Comedy sequels usually suck. Um, usually. This, this day's humor is really bad. The, yeah. This this generation, my generations, just the humor that is no, mostly prevalent is not good. I, hey, my, mine too. I'm not that old. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. No, our, yeah, yeah, duh. Our, our generation's humor is not good and so for the most part i mean every now and then you get something like 21 and 22 jump street which it that is our humor but it's funny sometimes it works but a lot of times it doesn't and i'm worried that this is going to skew that way so that's what worries me about it the trailer i thought was fine um it was interesting i thought again i thought it was fine i feel about the same like i'm excited for it but also just kind of have like my hand on the doorknob just in case it really does. It really isn't good. I'm, I don't totally yeah. trust it, but I'm still looking forward to it. If that makes sense. I'm too. I mean, everything I saw, I'm like, okay, there's nothing in this trailer that jumps out as like a red flag to me. I'm like, Oh boy. Yeah. I mean, the, the only thing maybe is I, I'm just, you know, weary about adding in so many new cast members. Yeah. You've that's got, a little weird. You've got Rosario Dawson. Who's fine. Yeah. And then you've got the, the one hippie kid, which was pretty funny with <laughs> Woody Harrelson's like, I don't hate them. I just want to kill all that. <laughs> yeah, like. That was funny. Um, and of course I kind of worry about like Abigail Breslin going off on her own. And there's yeah. a whole subplot. Like, you know, the, that the will be the thing... part of the movie that'll suck. If anything Probably. sucks, it's definitely going to be that part. 
Yeah, you you can already see that. Like, really, the thing with this movie is that all they have to do is just not overthink it. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, just give us more of the first movie. These four ragtag weird group of people just going around killing zombies together with the occasional crazy cameo, like in the first one. Like, right. don't overthink it. Don't try to make it this grand commentary, and like, don't go to twenty two Jump Street of being like too self aware. Like, just keep it simple. But yeah, I'm I'm hopeful but skeptical too. Yeah, uh, the only part that I thought was absolutely hilarious was the end with the uh, with Luke Wilson coming in being <laughs> another version of Tallahassee and yeah. that other guy being another version of Columbus. That made me laugh out loud. That was funny. That yeah. was very funny. <laughs> he just crushes Tallahassee's car with a monster truck. <laughs> and I do like Luke Wilson. He's, he's oh, usually yeah. pretty funny. Luke Wilson's underrated. He disappeared he for a while, which is a shame because, I mean, yeah. Old School is still one of my favorite movies. Oh, yeah. And that, that that's peak Luke Wilson. And just that, that cameo he has in Anchorman in the, the newscaster <laughs> fight. Gets uh, his arm chopped off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, that again, excited but but skeptical. That, that's the yeah. way it is going going into that. But, uh, we'll see. Hopefully it's good. Uh, and then the other thing that came out, which I didn't realize till today, is the fact that Val freaking Kilmer is in Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, which I had already oh. watched the trailer, and somehow, I don't know if I was doing something else while watching the trailer, but I missed seeing Val Kilmer in it, and then Kevin Smith posts a thing with with Val Kilmer, and I'm so mad that I missed this, and now <laughs> I'm 100,000% more excited about this movie than I was before. Were you already excited? Yeah, I mean, I was probably going to see it. I don't know if I would have seen it in the theaters necessarily, but I was right. probably going to go see it. Just because I've seen a lot of Kevin Smith movies and they're usually enjoyable enough. I don't think yeah. they're like great, but no, it's fine. And there's enough people in it where it's like there's enough people in that movie that are not people that are in these movies that that makes it intriguing, too, if that makes sense. Yeah, like there's enough serious actors who are in this dumb of a movie. And that that's kind of appealing. Just seeing how oh, sure. they act in a movie that's this stupid. Right. So that's always entertaining. But the fact that Val Kilmer is in there and is basically playing a silent Bob character is perfect <laughs> and wonderful. And I can't wait. Is Val Kilmer, is he going to be in Top Gun Maverick? Yes, 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 he is. That's what he, I thought, he, yeah. he, he is going to be in Top Gun Maverick. Um, I don't know how much because, again, not much. Yeah. he can't talk. And it's such a shame. That we is, don't, yeah. Val Kilmer's not Val Kilmer ever since the throat cancer that he went through. Unfortunately, yeah. and it's so sad. Um, it is. Happy that he made it, of course. Oh but, yeah, for yeah. sure. But now he's turned into basically an old, an old man already. Even though he's only like what fifty something. Yeah. Like he's not not that old. He's not old, but he's it's turned like the in, same age as Tom Cruise. Yeah, but he's turned into like an old man. He's kind of hunched and kind of yeah. just looks frail, and and he can't talk. I mean, his voice sounds like. You know, those you know, it sounds like someone with throat cancer, like when you see the people who smoked or whatever and have oh, throat, yeah. like that. That's what he sounds like. And it's just it's a shame. It's a shame. Yeah. And I don't know if that's something that like get, that gets fixed at some point. I don't think so. But it's a shame because Val Kilmer had one of the best voices ever. And, yeah, he was a musician, too. Oh, man. His voice was just incredible. I mean, he could sing his I mean, he's the freaking voice of Moses in the Prince of Egypt, which is one of the greatest animated movies ever. And God, too, right? Yes, yes, and yeah. God. 
in the movie also. Yeah, so that's just ah, it's just it's so sad. But yeah. I'm happy that he's finally back in stuff. So that I'm yeah, super excited about. That's nice. So uh, anyway, that 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 I saw today and I freaked out because I didn't realize it. And I'm super excited because Val Kilmer's the best. And if you yeah. want to see my top ten Val Kilmer lists, you can check that out on my Letterbox profile, Marky Mark Brand, which now me and Ian are fully into. Oh, this is a great website. Over the yeah. past week, I've spent at least. 15 hours probably total of the past like four days going through and making stuff on there um which segues into our next segment before Uh, we get into the movie our movie swap segment which i figured we might as well just talk about the beginning yeah um so if you listened to last week's episode you heard us did we mention it on the episode we did no we 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 didn't we didn't mention it on the episode we talked about it off the uh, off the air so what we did if you saw us on twitter um at uncaped review we we decided after we had recorded that we were going to do cuz we were just talking about movies and there's a we've both seen a lot of movies and we've mostly seen the same movies mostly. but there's a there's a big chunk that you know that of movies that I love and have seen that Ian hasn't and vice versa so we were like that'd be a good idea just to ch- challenge the other person to watch one movie each each time that's a movie that we really think that they should see. And so that's what we did. And the first one that I told Ian to watch was Fletch, which is the best <laughs> Chevy Chase movie ever, because that's how this all started back a few weeks ago when I made a Fletch reference when we were talking and he didn't get it. Oh, I had no idea. And I found out he'd never seen Fletch and never even heard of Fletch. No. And that's kind of what started this whole ball rolling back a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And so, of course, that's what I said Ian had to watch and he... Said I had to watch one of his favorite movies, Gross Point Blank. So that's what we did. I watched that, and uh, I'm assuming you watched Fletch. I actually didn't of ask. You did? Uh, of course. Okay. Yeah. I figured you would have probably said something if you hadn't. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so let's go ahead and get into that. Um, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, I, th- I can go first. Um, okay, so yeah, Fletch, I, I... movie from, I believe, 1985. 85, yeah. Um, uh, Chevy Chase. Uh, was it Michael Ritchie directed it? I believe, I I believe I want to say it's Michael Ritchie. No, I don't remember, but, uh, and it's going to drive me nuts. Now I got to look this up, (laughs) but, uh, anyway, so Fletch, in my opinion, the best Chevy Chase movie ever. It's my dad's favorite movie of all time. Really? Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. This is his number one favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Michael Ritchie directed Fletch. I was right. Um, and it's a movie where he's an investigative reporter in like lost like the Los Angeles area and he's investigating drugs coming in on the beaches and he's so he's undercover he's a big undercover investigative reporter he he writes like a tell all type thing and he and he has like a pen name because he does dangerous stuff and undercover work and stuff like that so he's that type of big time under uh undercover investigative reporter and he's doing this story for uh drugs on the beach and ends up running into uh shoot what the what's the guy's name oh alan, it was like alan alan something wick ashwick yeah the actor who's from animal house and and yeah, other things like that he he hires him as a junkie not knowing he's, he's a reporter but he hires him to come and kill him because he's dying and and that sparks a whole adventure of wild things that happen and takes him a whole bunch of places and he his big thing is he constantly takes the ident- like other people's identity and makes up characters for himself to get into places and it is just peak 
Chevy Chase, and the wit in this movie is one of the best in any movies, and I adore it. But anyway, I want to know what your thoughts were <laughs> from seeing this for the first time after having never heard anything about it. Uh, hated it, completely overrated. Didn't laugh <laughs> once. Fair enough. <laughs> no, no, it, it was it was so good because I mean, it's like for me, it's like a hidden gem because I yeah. I never knew about it, but I. I I grew up on a heavy, steady diet of good eighties um, comedies. I mean, the Stripes is like my—that's my Stripes is my dad's fletch. He loved okay, that movie okay. more than anything. Solid. Um, and so, of course, uh, you know Beverly Hills Cop. You name it, I loved yep. all of them. So yep. the fact that I never heard of this one, I was like, what? And then you know, watching it, and like as soon as the credits come on, you just got that eighties. I forget the song in the beginning, but I was like, oh boy. Yeah, and it's like, uh, it's the same guy from Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, which you you totally get. Yeah, you get it. The Fletch little theme is uh, yeah. It's it's so it's so for the time. Like, there's no mistaking uh, that song for any other time period than like 1985. No. Exactly. I mean, yeah. like it's. Like this. Oh, this is wow, it. yeah. I mean, it's just a straight-up synthesizer. That's great. And and th- this is this is the main thing. Here we go. <laughs> this is the Fletch theme whenever Fletch is on screen. This oh, is the so music that's playing. And I, I've heard... I've heard people talk about it before. Um, there's a couple of movie podcasts that I listen to. I believe it was lunchtime movie reviews that were talking about this because they do all movies from like the 80s. And they did this and that, they all love it, but that's when they hate the music. So I've heard people that what? hate hate that that thing, but I like it personally. The, the I just music do. is like part of it. Like yeah. I, I don't care how you can hate it. Like, like it's I mean, goofy like, and cheesy and whatever, but it's perfect. Of course. Yeah, in any other movie, sure, but like, yeah, sure. like if this movie is like in a freaking movie based on John Grisham novel, yeah, I'd be like, what? <laughs> a little but weird. It's perfect, but now, like, I, I mean, Chevy Chase, obviously, he's he's a complete asshole in real life, but my God, is he? He's just so funny, and that in that writing, just I don't know if it's ad libbing when he's just like, you know, when he first walks into the guy's mansion. And he's just going off. He's like, you know, I almost bought this place. He's like, oh, I was reading the garage, though. And, and like, you can tell, like, he can just go on for hours, like, and without even someone, like, talking to him, he'll just keep talking and, like, having all these one-liners. And it's so this, good. This is one of the most quotable movies I've ever seen in my life. And, my, and of course, this is my dad's favorite movie. So I have heard these quotes oh, my sure. whole life. I mean, when he's just sitting there talking with, with uh, I believe, I believe the bad guy's name is Alan. Alan um, something Wick. I, it's uh, yeah, I don't remember the guy's name, but the actor, you, I mean, he's he's been in a bunch of stuff, but I forgot yeah, the yeah. actor's name too. But anyway, um, <laughs> when he's talking with Alan and the guy's like explaining his plan, and he's like, so "You come in, you raid the place, you steal from the safe, you got, you know, you you got rubber gloves." He's like, "You own the rubber gloves." <laughs> I he's lease like, them. He's like, "No, I I, I rent them. <laughs> I have a lease with an option to buy." Like, <laughs> it's just like it's the best wit. On almost, I can't ima- I can't think of a character, a movie character that has better wit than Chevy Chase as Irwin and Fletcher. Uh, I mean, there there there's some rivals, but I don't know. I mean, I'd have to think, but I mean, yeah. it's it's so it's just so natural, and just you don't see that kind of writing, that kind of humor anymore. Like when the when the sheriff put is like threatening him, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, <laughs> what's your What's your name? He's like, uh, Fletch. And he's like, 
full name Fletch F. Fletch. And then he's just like, what's your occupation? I'm a shepherd. <laughs> I just, I, the, the, the one thing that got me, though, is when he's like, they're walking into his cell and he's looking yeah. at all the, the, the chief, the commissioner is like, pictures on the wall and there's that one picture of him in the baseball player <laughs> tommy forget, the sorta it was tommy the sorta yeah. the manager of the dodgers long time yeah, manager like, of the Dodgers. what's the same tommy la tommy la sorta tommy la sorta he's like oh is that you and tommy la sorta he's like yeah he's like i hate him he just punches <laughs> the picture <laughs> and then he takes him into the cell and as soon as he gets in the cell before the guy even does anything he just starts singing it's like twing low sweet <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, I, I mean, yeah, I, I loved it. I, I think I still, I think I still like Caddyshack better, but that's fair. Uh, the other, the other one, I'm sorry, the other part I gotta mention is when he first meets Alan's wife. Oh yeah, at the t- at the club, at the, the t- oh. the, and they're playing, they're they're playing tennis, and she's just like terrible at it. Terrible. And he's like trying to teach her and stuff, and then he ends up just talking with her and going back and forth, trying to just get information out of like what about Alan and stuff. Him, you know, because he he found out he's like. Not sick and and he's just like and then he's just like yeah and he's posing as one of Alan's like pilot buddy buddies yeah so so he's just constantly trying to work some in and she's just confused still doesn't know who he is and he's trying to play it off like as normal and he's just like yeah I was talking with Alan this morning and she's like Alan's in Utah and I was wondering what I was doing in Utah <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just perfect timing and uh. Yeah, I, I think he tells her his name is like John Cocktoast. Yeah, like, yeah, but he keeps messing it up because he doesn't remember what he said. <laughs> and then there's the one asshole at the tennis club, and he just keeps putting everything on his bill. <laughs> yeah. the, the Underhills or whatever. Yep, the Underhills. <laughs> and that's another line that my dad says all the time. When the guy comes up to him, like the waiter, and he's like, uh, sir, are you a member here? And he's like, uh, no, I'm a, I'm, I'm a guest. And he's like, yeah, I'm a guest of the Underhills. And he's like, oh, but they already left. He's like, they'll be back. And then he's just like, oh, well, would you want to order anything? I'll put in the Underhills bill. And he's like, uh, yes, I would like a, uh, I forgot what he asked, like a bottle of wine, like, or something. Yeah, he just gets the most expensive stuff. He's like, stuff. and then I'd like a steak sandwich and a steak sandwich. But then the other time when he's doing that and he's like, he's like ordering this whole lunch to bring to her house. And he's just like, uh, you have any caviar? He's like, yes, sir. But it is $90 pork. He's like, oh, I just better get two of those. My dad says that all the time. Whenever oh, he sees any like thing that's really expensive or hears about, it, he's just like, "Oh, I better just take two of those." <laughs> like that—that's a line that has been in my house for years, and uh, uh, it's just oh, it's so good. Him as the airplane, uh, oh mechanic. Guy. Oh my god, <laughs> with those the, guys with the buck teeth or whatever. <laughs> oh, that's one of my favorite characters. Also, Gordy. Yeah, or I, lo- I love when uh, after he goes to Utah and almost gets eaten by the dog. Yeah. You know, he's showing he's showing the wife all the pictures he took of the leaves. You know, like the picture he takes of the leaves has like the giant glare on it, so you can't even tell. And then he's like, <laughs> he's like, and here's a dog that tried to bite me. And he's showing like all these random photos. <laughs> and here's why I stayed. <laughs> uh. Oh, it's great. We just like told half the movie, but that's fine. We didn't even spoil half real stuff. But uh, oh, no, uh, but anyway, so so I guess you 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 enjoyed the movie. I take it. I did. I'm glad that I never heard about this. I finally got to see what I was missing. Yeah, well, that's that. That's definitely good. And uh, I'm disappointed. I have a whole list made about movies that I'm going to get you to watch. But oh, I do too. One of those eventually. I maybe not as part of this, but you need to watch the second one also. Fletch lives again. Uh, comedy sequels not good. This one is almost on par with the first movie. 
Okay. Not not maybe not quite, but like sure. there's a couple parts that are my favorite parts even like between both movies. It has some oh, okay. some moments that it, it's it's a very solid sequel for sure. So I'd recommend if you enjoyed this one I definitely would recommend watching that one at some point. But that's not the one I'm picking for this week to to, to tell you. So we'll get to that. Oh, we'll sure. to, we'll get to that later. But uh Anyway, so Fletch definitely a win, and if you have not seen that movie, I would highly recommend watching uh, watching Fletch. Very very funny, solid eighties comedy. Great Chevy Chase, just peak wonderful Chevy Chase. So oh yeah. Anyway, but uh, you had me watch a movie. I did. I had Mark watch one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, Gross Point Blank. Uh, came out, I want to say ninety six, something like uh, that. Uh, it's this great black comedy about John Cusack is this hitman who goes back to his um, hometown in Detroit for his high school reunion. And while he's there, he's supposed to kill somebody, but he also has like his high school sweetheart that he's still obsessed with and kind of like dumped and has all this unfinished business. And it's to me is one of the best black comedies ever because it has a perfect blend of comedy, never going full ridiculous but also a little bit dark not going too dark like like people mention like fargo as a black comedy but to me fargo is way too dark um but no this this movie is has one of the best scripts i do think is john cusack's best movie and then to top it off you have great performances by mini driver and a freaking tan Aykroyd, who's the bad yeah, guy but yeah. I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts about it this is a movie i definitely am going to watch again for yeah. sure like, this is a movie, there was so much in this movie that I feel like I missed too, I feel like I missed a lot. Like, I the just do The dialogue it. is quick, yeah. Yeah, as a, as a first time ever seeing it. And now, I'd heard of this movie, but only oh, yeah. the name. Like, I did not know what this movie was. I, I'd only heard the name before. Um, so, then, of course, I see, oh, John Cusack, Dan Aykroyd, all the, you know, that whole thing. But... Hank Azaria. Yeah, 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 and I, I like, I love, I love all these guys. Oh yeah. And so I know overall, yes, I, I definitely enjoyed the movie, but I feel like I missed out on so much that I'm as soon as I finished it, I was like, I need to watch that again. Like I oh, know yeah. I need to watch this movie again to to get like the full effect of it. Yeah, because the more you watch it, the more you'll pick up on stuff. Yeah. Because like I'm sure like the whole Boudreaux thing is kind of confusing about the dog they keep mentioning. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the dynamite. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff that I feel like I just flat out missed. Um, yeah, it's it's quick. It's quick dialogue. It, it never becomes like annoying. Where like, where you like, you know, sometimes the writers can get a little bit too far up their own ass, and it's yeah. like, okay, I get it. You're very clever. I think Sorkin, uh, Aaron Sorkin, can be a little guilty of that sometimes. But I think this movie rides the line perfectly. But yeah, it, you should definitely watch it again. But yeah. Oh God! Talk about a movie I could quote all the time. <laughs> I know <laughs> Me and my family just quote this movie nonstop. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the first scene when he uh, <laughs> meets the the girl again at the radio station. Oh yeah, just because I worked at a radio, I've been working at a radio oh, station right, for yeah. for like a year and a half, and just at that point, that was just fun to watch because I know what that situation entails with like being on the air live on top of like the actual scene in the movie itself. So that was, that was, that was a lot of fun watching that, that back and forth. And then the callers just, the callers just calling him. (laughs) Nathaniel. All just berating him. And then the other hitman is calling Oh yeah, the goon. 
that was that was funny too. I I enjoyed I enjoyed that scene thoroughly. That that was great, John Cusack in oh, it's uncomfortable situation. the same thing. I mean, John Cusack, he's one of those guys who kind of has just one type of movie or character yeah. that he kind of has perfected. And this, this, this was definitely it. I mean, that was that character for sure. Um, but just on a different level, on a more weird action comedy level, as compared to like a say anything, say anything or right. even like the sure thing, or some other, you know, my f- favorite John Cusack movies or High Fidelity even. Um, so that was that was good. That was fun to see. Just, just John Cusack. John Cusack has has an ability to act just hilarious in uncomfortable situations. Yeah. Like, the only other person who I think even really compares to being able to do that is Michael J. Fox to mm. that level. And they're totally different the way they do it. They are. But they're both great in acting in uncomfortable situations for humor. And yeah. so I enjoyed that thoroughly. Well, as, what I love about him in the movie is that he's so good about He'll be like, you know, because it goes to his hometown and it's always like washed up friends from high school and stuff right. that he's talking to. And he's so good about like making fun of people and mocking them without them even knowing. Like uh, like when the freaking the drunken bully like comes up to him and starts reading the poetry. And he's like, you just go ahead and skip to the end. The guy skips the end. And he just cuts him off. He's like, wow, man, that's, that's too good. He's like, I, I can't even hear the rest of it. But like. And he's just mocking people throughout the whole movie. But like most people aren't smart enough to realize it. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, and one of my favorite villain death scenes ever. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah. The TV mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that threw me off. I didn't think that was over, and then it was just oh, over, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, oh, that got him." <laughs> oh right. yeah, I mean that would definitely that would easily kill you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was solid. That was that was great. I also love the part when they're they're uh, shooting each other, they're shooting oh, at the each other part. in the house. And just the dialogue while they're doing it is great because he's still trying to get him to join him with yeah. this thing. And then they just turn and just shoot the other hitmen that oh, come in. NSA. <laughs> <laughs> National security. <laughs> yeah, th- yeah, that was that was uh, that was For great. The fact that Dan Aykroyd doesn't reload. He just gets new guns. <laughs> he just keeps grabbing new ones. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was that was very that was very enjoyable. And it has one of my favorite lines of all time is when they're, him and Dan Aykroyd are in the coffee shop and they're like trying not to kill each other. <laughs> and like uh, John Cusack refuses to join his group. And then he's like, all right, I have another little plan for you. He's like, tell me about it. He's like, I'm going to put a bullet in your forehead. I'm going to the brain hole. Like right in front of the waitress and everyone's just looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> just the first time, like the kind of the first glimpse of kind of what this movie, because look, I'm not a... Uh, like I'm, I, I'm, I'm not really a big black comedy person. I've, I've just not seen a ton of them and I don't, that's not usually a big thing. So I, I just don't watch them a lot. And so right off the bat, when he first meets Dan Aykroyd is another one of my favorite things. Oh, when he, when yeah. he first there and the whole time they're just like standing at each other with their hands, like at their <laughs> guns, just talking normal the whole time. I loved that. That was so uh, funny. Like the little touches like that were just great. Oh yeah. No, I, I cannot recommend this movie enough. This is like one of the movies where everyone who I show it to who hasn't seen it likes it. And it's, yeah. uh, I could, I mean, I could watch this movie all day. Yeah. And I even told my dad, I was like, how do, had I not like seen this before? Cause this is like, 
I mean, my dad's a huge John Cusack fan. Like, he's got a ton of stuff. And I was like, how do I not? He's like, yeah, I have that movie. But he's like, that's one I have just on videotape, like on VHS and hadn't got it on DVD. So then he just kind of forgotten, hasn't watched it. And I was like, how did you not? Anyway, I was very confused with that I hadn't seen this before, just with the movies that my dad likes. Because my dad is a a fan of this movie. So I was very disappointed in my dad with, with, uh, with me not having seen this before. But thoroughly enjoyed being able to watch it. Being able Good. to watch it now for sure. Well, this is a, the beautiful thing about movie swap is that it finally makes you like because we all have those lists of movies that are like, oh, I need to see it. I've been meaning to, mm-hmm. but we just keep either making excuses or watch something else we've already seen before. And yeah. the beautiful thing about movie swap is that now it will open your horizon, hopefully. And okay, so before we say what the next movie we're going to watch, even though I already know what. Oh, I do too. <laughs> um. I, okay, so you made a list of movies like for me to look at of ones you hadn't seen, but there was a couple that I didn't see on there that I didn't see that you had watched, and so mm-hmm. I need to ask you about this. So you've seen Tommy Boy, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'll take that off because you did you hadn't had it on your on your watch list, and I was oh, very okay. confused about that one. Okay, because I thought you had, and you have seen the Sure Thing, right? No. Okay. That's going to go on the list then because that is my dad's second favorite or like third favorite movie of all time. Oh, damn. And that's arguably like that's one of John Cusack's best. That's like amazing. That's young John Cusack in that movie. And it's great. Anyway, so that's good. That'll be there eventually. But anyway, I was was sure you had seen Tommy Boy. I was so confused. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Anyway, (laughs) so uh, because that, I guess we can get into... What we're going to tell the other person to watch. So you want to go first or want me to go first? Uh, it doesn't matter. All right. And I'll go first. You are watching Real Genius. Real Genius. Okay. This is the Who's best that? Val Kilmer movie of all time. And oh, shit. it is like in my top five favorite movies of all time. It's my favorite comedy of all time. God, how I know this about this? This is amazing. It was from 1985. It's early Val Kilmer. It was really his second. Top Secret was his first movie. This was kind of the second, his second like leading role. And it is, it is amazing. It's him in like a Cal Poly type, like universe, like tech university, like big Silicon Valley type university school. And there's a young 15 year old who gets, who's like a genius and gets accepted in and he becomes roommates with this 15 year old. And just his character of Chris Knight in this movie, the movie itself is good, but Val Kilmer in this movie is one of my favorite movie characters, if not like my favorite movie character of all time. Oh, like wow. His character of Chris Knight. And again, it's kind of like Fletch, but it's it's different. But just like the wit of the character and stuff like that. It's, he's such a fast, quick-witted character. Hmm. It's very funny. And he's like the person... Who everyone wishes they were is him as Chris Knight in this movie. And it's it's my favorite Val Kilmer performance of all time. And obviously, I'm not saying like best Val Kilmer because obviously there's Doc Holliday and Jim Morrison. Like, I get it. But as far as favorite Val Kilmer, yeah, I don't like that movie, though, really. But I like him in that movie. I just don't really like the movie Willow all that much. But uh, he's he's great. Yeah, that that is a great character. But his character in this is just probably it's probably my favorite personally Val Kilmer character 
and it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And it's one of those movies I didn't realize it was one of my favorites till recently, but I just keep watching it so much. It's just always a movie I'll just go and watch at any time just because it's so it's so much fun. It's so much fun to watch as far as like just a light, enjoyable comedy movie. It's 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 fantastic. But anyway, so I'm super. Yeah, I, you, you you're watching Phil Genius. All right. Well, you are watching a movie I cannot believe you haven't seen, I which know, is I know the Mask of Zorro. I know for for someone who loves superhero origins and great action movies. I mean, this is the pinnacle. This was like, I mean, forget Independence Day, forget all the other '90s blockbusters. This is the one that was so good. Like, it, I mean, in terms of story and like character development and just like plot, it, it, like there's nothing wrong with this movie at all. In that regard, I mean, I mean, of course, you can point out that most of the actors who are supposed to be Mexican or Spanish aren't like <laughs> Catherine Zeta-Jones, but it doesn't matter. Like other than that, the rest of the movie is so good. the The stunt work is amazing. It's prime Antonio Banderas, freaking Anthony Hopkins. The villains are great. I mean, you're you're gonna watch this and be like, how have I never seen this before? I I, mean, I know the, uh, we talked about it before how those movies oh, yeah. where it's like just haven't watched it. This is one of those where it's like, yes, I know, I I know about it. I've heard you've mentioned it. It's just yes. one that I haven't gotten to yet. So they they just they don't make movies like this anymore. And oh my god, I I can't wait for you to see it because it's like Batman Begins, Spider Man. This is like in terms of perfect hero origin stories. Like oh, it does not get any better. I mean, you you love sword fighting. You love the old Arrow Flynn. This is like a complete harken back to those days. Like oh, it's so good. The stunt work is amazing. Just oh, I can't wait. Yeah, no, I'm no, I'm excited. I'm I'm definitely excited to uh, to watch this movie for sure because it's one that I've known about and you've mentioned before, but for whatever Classic. reason, just have not, just haven't gotten to it yet. What year did it come out? Ninety seven, ninety five. Okay, so it was late nineties. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. What yeah, about the other watch, one that came out? Don't ever. No, we don't speak of that one. <laughs> 98. Okay. Came out in 98. Okay. Damn. So, so it was like that and Blade were like the first ones. Yeah, I mean, this one, this is better than Blade. Like, I'm well, sorry. Sure, I'm, sure, sure, sure. Uh, but, I mean, this one, like, I, I, it wasn't, it, most people, I guess, don't really see it as a superhero movie, even though, really, if you look at it, it absolutely is. But people just view it as more of kind of action adventure, kind of more like Pirates of the Caribbean sort of. But oh, this this movie, you just again, you want character development and logic. Oh, so good. All right, awesome. So that's the one that we're those are the ones that we're gonna watch for the for the next movie swap. Yeah, this is this is good because as soon as we started this, I went to town on this thing. Oh yeah, with some of the movies that Ian hadn't seen. Some were very surprising to me. I it's funny. It's just funny that there's almost there's almost no movies from like before the eighties that you've seen that I haven't seen. I mean, yeah, I feel like we've seen all the, all the known ones, the other classics and stuff. Well, there's, that is not the case with you, Ian. So that's the, uh, I've seen, I've seen most of them, but you definitely have not. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you went through the AFI and stuff. Well, also I took like three years of film school classes. That too. So I saw a bunch of them from that too, but yeah. So anyway, this is going to be fun and it's a good way for us to get through a lot more movies that, we both should have seen that haven't seen yet. So yeah, good way to do everybody it. to do this. 
Yep, good way to yeah, definitely. And I told my dad about this app because my dad is perfect for this thing with how many movies yeah. he's seen and liked. And he was like, you know, if I do this, I'm gonna send you a list of movies you need to watch. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh great, I got like three lists of movies going at once. Ian's, the AFIs, yeah. and my dad's. Oh well, I got movies for movies for days. That's a good thing. Good problem. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, that does it for all the beginning stuff. It went a little longer than I went to, but that's fine. Um, that was fun. So we are fun. going to now. That does it for this first part. So now we are going to switch over and watch Spider-Man, the Sam Raimi first ever Spider-Man movie. And I cannot wait because this is one of my favorite movies of all time and my favorite superhero movie.